Coming upon this episode, we begin by discussing high-tech security measures and how to meet the people in your remote office. Then we get into this week's tech news, including Intel's garage sale of a warehouse and what Facebook may be forced to sell. Stick around, it all starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 327, recorded December 6th, 2021. We couldn't come up with a title for this one. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and you. I am Sean Jennings, and I am thrown off balance because I don't have a host here. You're hostless. No, I don't have a host here. I have a best friend here. His name is Colby. Hello, Colby. Ding, 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 ding. Got him. Got him. Yeah. yeah. Um, hi, Sean. What's good, my man? Well, I don't know. I just got a great intro. Caught me off guard. It wasn't what I was expecting, but I liked it. That's got to keep him on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like how it's been a long time since we did this, right? Well, it, it's a little off because what happened is we missed like two back to back weeks. Then prior to that, we did the NFT episode, which wasn't really a normal one. Right. I think we had missed like a week or two before the last like rundown episode was <coughs> a month, like over a month ago. So, um, I have a printer now, but it's printing something. I was about to say you looked very star. I was very concerned <laughs> someone was like holding you at gunpoint or something. <laughs> well, I I muted myself to clear my throat, and then the printer started. The printer, you got a printer? Hey, look at you, Mister Cutting Edge. Does it does it send faxes yeah. too? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I. I I was able to connect it to the Wi-Fi without too much trouble, and now I can print without a cable. That's not bad. It was easier than I expected. I haven't I haven't connected a printer to anything in like ten years though. And 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 what are you what are you printing on it? What's like what's been your hot hot stuff? I haven't printed a single thing. Oh. Um but Laura prints things for work. It's her printer. I'm just, just and is it? Are we talking multifunction? We talking scan, copy? I think laser inkjet. It's, it's a laser, laser color. I think it's color. What? Wow. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent sure about that though, because I've only ever seen her print black and white things. It's fast though. I forgot how fast laser printers are. It's cool that they work. If you're okay, color lasers are like a little much, but if you're okay with just black and white stuff, you cannot be a laser. Yeah, it might just be a black and white one. I I, I don't know, but I, I feel like when I was looking at the directions, it said something about photos. So like it might be a color one, hmm. but I don't know. It's great. We got some stickers to put over the lights because they're like the sun. Uh, and it's right and, there next to the bed. You're going to have yeah. to give me the Wi-Fi credentials so I can print stuff in the middle of the night. That sounds fun. I feel like I could expose the printer to the internet. <laughs> I just print out a sheet at like two in the morning. Are you sleeping? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. I wonder if Dan's like funny tail scale thing would let you print in my home. <laughs> hey, we're going to have to work on this. This could be fun. We could communicate via... Uh, that would be a fun thing to do with friends is we get each other's printer information. We can only communicate via printer. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, it's like, I'll give you my printer. <laughs> you give me yours. It's kind of like... Uh, 
it's like your own mini like uh email i mean we basically just reinvented fax machines right that's literally what they did so <laughs> you know i guess everything old is new again technology is cyclical you know it's so funny i've the only reason I, I've wanted to get rid of printers for years. And when you work in an office with a copy machine, you kind of don't need a printer at home. Like I do. I hope the company isn't watching. I do an okay, a decent amount of printing at the office, but man, once you get into that work from home and you don't have access, you don't realize how much you use it. Right. Oh yeah. I used to use that for like forms, like any sort of form that had to be printed like stuff for like the management company at my building. Cause like that always needed to be like filled out and mailed to them. Oh yeah. I did use the printer for that. I had to, I had to mail something to the management company who, so, all right. So the, in, not in my building, but in the building next door, that is part of the same like association. There are some storage units and some of the storage units were available. Um, and they're not like real storage units. It's like a closet that you can rent for $200 a year, like $250 a year or something. That's not bad. Yeah, it's it's fine. And it's like a good place to store my air conditioner. Um, but I so saw on the website that these were available. So I emailed them as I was instructed. And they were like, oh, yeah, like, go, you know, take a look at one of them, like, pick one out or whatever. And, you know, you can have it. You just have to, like, print this form out and mail us a check. <laughs> um, so I, I did that. And then they were supposed to, like, the building has, like, key fob things now. Mm-hmm. So they had to program my fob to let me into the other building. And, like, a week went by. And I like tried, you know, I just went down one day and tried to like get into the building and it didn't work. So I emailed the people and they were, <laughs> they emailed me back and they were like, uh, we're sorry. We haven't done this yet. And we are not sure if we'll be able to do it because everyone in the office has COVID, including <laughs> me. And so, <laughs> so we're all out. Um, for a while like we're it's like emergencies only right now because we all have covid well thank god there isn't an emergency oh my goodness well the good news is i think at least the person who was responsible for for assigning my key card um recovered fully good I mean, I guess if you to. if you really do want to take a glass half full approach to it as best you can, I guess it's good that the whole office got COVID all at once because then they'll all recover and theoretically not. Then they can't all get COVID again, right? Right. There you go. Right. You did it. You got it all. Like, it, better than like one or band-aid. two people at a time over many months. It's like, no, nah, just, you know what? Just go right. home. Take a couple weeks off. Come back. Good as new. Right, like we could have had bad management for months or or years, even. But yep. Instead, we just just had a few days of of neglect, and now back <laughs> to normal. <laughs> well, you know, I uh, I just found out that uh, where they're upgrading security at at where I work, where we literally had no security, you could just nice. walk in, just drive up and just walk in the building and just walk Perfect. around and 
Right. Um, literally, if you just looked like you belonged, it's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> so they're putting locks on. The, oh, no. There was a story. This was probably 10 years ago, but security hasn't changed where um, one day uh, a guy just walked in off the street and started handing people at desks Chinese takeout menus. He was like from the Chinese restaurant and just walked in the building and started handing them out to people. So nice. not great. Uh, but now we have we're going to get badges, which we've never had with our little pictures on them. But we Ooh. all the doors now have fingerprint scanners. So we're going to be. So I was fingerprinted <laughs> the other day. What? Yeah. High tech stuff. And literally every door has a little <laughs> fingerprint. And you go. Doot, 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 doot. Uh, they haven't turned it on yet. So I haven't. I cannot report. I will have to report back on how effective it is. But so do you have to like do the badge and the fingerprint or is it just the, the fingerprint? F- the fingerprint is sufficient. I don't even know if you can bloop the badge. It might just be fingerprint. They haven't fully explained the system to us. We will have badges, but I think the idea is 99% of the time you're going to use your finger. I guess you can't like, it sounds nice because you can't forget your finger. Right. Right. Well, that's like all the, um, for like the, the hourly employees out in the warehouse and stuff like their time cards are all fingerprint. You know, you, you bloop in and bloop out when you get in and out of work and they identify you by your fingerprint. So the te- we've had the technology, but now it's on the actual door locks. Do you get to pick which finger? Yes, that was also <laughs> a thing because because and, and, and it was so funny because, he, well, you could choose between your pointer or your thumb. Okay. And the way they're all kind of like a little they're at door handle height. And so I think mm. with your finger kind of pointing, it's kind of at an so it was thumb and all, everyone, people were going in and having their finger done. And I said, uh, 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 you fools, you got to go with the big fat thumb. <laughs> get right get, in there. Get an RSI from that pointing action. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Um, yeah, I thought that was something that only existed in movies. I didn't think that was real or in telephones, but that doesn't seem secure I mean, it, enough for a business. Well, I was going to say, it's either too secure for us or not. Because it's like. <laughs> If you told me, like, this is the same technology the Pentagon uses, I'd be like, yeah, they probably use fingerprints there. <laughs> like, that seems high tech. But if you were also sure. like, no, this shit doesn't work. And you guys got scammed into putting this on all your buildings. <laughs> I'd also believe you. Right. It just it's like a little thing that it decides if it looks like a finger or not. And then it's <laughs> I mean, good. It, if it were like an eyeball scanner or like even those Amazon palm readers, I'd probably be more suspicious. Like at least fingerprint. I'm like. <laughs> We've known about fingerprints for long enough. The technology should be there. You know, maybe I'm wrong. Now, isn't there, this is reminding me of the like Apple keynote where possibly the one where they announced face ID. Um, but they were talking about the, the likelihood, the one in whatever chance of like another person being able to unlock your phone yeah. uh, with, a fingerprint with touch ID versus face ID. And there was some like, I don't know if it was, you know, if if the fingerprint was like one in 10,000, the face ID was like one in 50,000 or something. It it was some, some dramatic difference in the, the probability though. Yeah. Our faces just aren't that different, unfortunately. Well, no, I think it was, it was, it was the, it was the opposite. Yeah. Like, like the touch ID was, like that our fingerprints like are, are less different. I, I do maybe, remember what you're talking about, but that in retrospect, that sounds because maybe it's like uh, maybe it's the fidelity of the scanner more than the uh, like 
maybe like your face is bigger so maybe there are more <laughs> there are more which like, i'm glad it is right um, <laughs> no i think it's um i think it's one of those things where it's like i think apple because it's the other thing where it's like well face id was so good then why do they have uh touch id on ipad airs and not face id you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I think both are pretty secure and Apple will say whatever they have to marketing wise to be like, no, the face thing. It's really it's really very nice. I'm sure they're both fine. Yeah. Whatever is convenient. I, I have no secrets. I just want to be let into the building. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm really excited to learn how that goes once they turn on the fingerprint scanners. Yes, it's been a long time coming, and I'm excited to get my badge I'll have to wear every day and right. um, with my little face on it so people know I work there. And yeah, um, yeah. Man, we're, we're going legit. It. And they right. put a microwave dish up on the building. That was exciting. Why? I don't know. So this is what I was speculating about. So they put a, a microwave dish up on all of our buildings in the industrial park. And my thinking is either as a backup or a more secure transmission in case the internet goes down or something to transmit data between the buildings. Yeah. Is it like, I know like that's a thing, like a micro thing you can do with microwaves. If you have two, two microwave antennas pointed at each other, as we learned from my internet provider in San Francisco, if you I, recall. I think it's the same idea because I imagine we have surprisingly shoddy internet for like a legitimate company. And yeah. so my guess is like, you don't want the internet to go out and then like nobody fingerprint works. <laughs> that would be, or even the power goes out. I don't even yeah. know how that works, but right. Um, I don't know. seemed necessary. Yeah, that makes sense. I know. I have seen like, if you look on ubiquity at, at their, uh, <laughs> at all of their options, they have they have they have some of those it's like you can you can shoot some internet like a thousand meters as long as as long as the things are pointed at each other it's pretty cool yeah it's dope i think that's how starry works too maybe that that weird that may only be here yeah, I feel like that's a city thing, just because the buildings are so tall and close to each right, other. Right, it, it is a city thing, but I think that is the, it's kind of like they make a, like an ISP mesh, like they put up like antennas on the buildings and they bounce them around between uh, between different buildings. Well, it's, it's the Spider-Man problem, where it's like webs work really well when you have lots of buildings to string them between, but when Spider-Man goes to Omaha, uh, he's right. not getting very far. <laughs> Gotta walk like the rest of us. That's right jerk um what else is uh what else is good um so i started a new job this past week and i i haven't like really used my computer for work like i got a new computer some time ago and uh small company problems i'm using my personal computer for for temporarily um but the which is is totally fine (laughs) but the it was since i started like doing work it was like i would be doing you know start up the website or whatever to to develop on and my fan would instantly be like (laughs) which was super annoying and i like almost 
I almost thought about putting my foot down. I was I was almost to the point where I was like, I have to get an M1 Mac. This is insane. And then I, I we found a problem with it. there was a problem with the website that was making <laughs> was making it like. So that's good. You would have never right. known if you had the M1, Colby. Old equipment is good. Exactly. And that's why everyone else had the M1. <laughs> Colby, your your steam-powered computer over there really helped us all out. Yeah, really saved the day. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was my... I was like, man, I really got to get one of those M1s. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. That's so. good. Well, I have a uh, one of my graphic designers on my team has had a desktop for a long time and finally wants to transition to a laptop, which is fine. So, I reached out to our IT department. We have an Apple consultant because we're an all Windows company, so he helps us out with the Macs. Right. And he uh, he was like, "Oh, but you know, he he's always very conservative about like we're usually one operating system version behind, and he's very you know he doesn't want any issues." So he's like. Oh well, we we can't get Intel machines anymore. Like we've never tested M1 machines in your company, and I'm like, we fucking run Photoshop on it. Like we're fine. <laughs> but 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 he's like he's like, oh man, I don't I I don't know. You know, he he's always so he's a funny guy, but he's always so conservative. Um, he's like me. He hates hassle. But so I went to him and I said, you know what, Dave, you actually make up a great point. You know what, the graphic designer he uses the Mac way more aggressively and more powerful than I do. Why don't I give him my Intel Mac laptop and I'll get the new M1? I'll do that because I'm a much lighter user. And so that way we can test on me. And he's like, you know what, Sean? That's a great point. And I go, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I mean, my Intel machine is like, it's not even two years old. I mean, it's 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 like, I think the latest Intel you could have bought before they stopped making them. So it's not like I right. gave him an old computer, yeah. but I'm like, yeah. nah, he doesn't. <laughs> right yours is probably the same generation mine is it's a it's, computer right it's the one with the dedicated escape key that's what i have yes yes it that's is what you have too yep. i remember um and honestly the main reason i want to get rid of it is i have the 16 inch it's heavy it's yeah. big i don't because i bought the 14 inch m1 for myself and i much prefer that size it's because the yeah. M1 and the screen size, it's light and easy. It's always in my backpack. I hated the 16-inch. It's too big. I don't hate the 16-inch, but I don't disagree. I think it's too big. Because I, I connect it to an external monitor all the time. So it's not like... <laughs> right. That's where that's where it is right now. And then when I have to bring it places, like... Ugh. Takes up a ton of space on my desk, which is already littered with all kinds of crap. I got a cool... Well... I don't know how to show it to you. It's just not possible in this in this in this scenario. But I got a, like a wooden block thing with slots cut in it that you just stick your. Computer oh yes, in. you I you either picked it on the show I think or you showed a photo. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yeah, that was a good purchase for the pandemic. It also has two laptop slots, which is nice when you live in a work laptop uh, kind of world. But, well, you know, can we have an interesting question for you? Uh, I've never worked a fully remote job before. You've worked several. My question is, when I start at a new company, I meet other employees in meetings and things. But a lot of time, it's just a guy walking down the hall and I'm like, oh, that's that guy. Or someone's like, hey, Sean, have you met Joe over here? Um, how, how do you meet new people when you start at a company? Do they like force you to do like 
video calls and stuff? Or like, how does that work? Yeah. So let's see. We're going to scroll back through the history. <laughs> My first re- fully remote job was not remote when it started. So I knew mm. everyone. Um, there were people, the weirdest part of that job was like, there were people who started like during the pandemic. And then some of them I met in real life. And it was like, so weird. Like, cause like, it just felt like, you know, they just like became a part of the company. And then it was a long time before I ever saw them in real life. So I never like processed that. I didn't know like how tall they were or anything. Um, so like a couple of times before before I left, I was in the office and I like saw them in real life. <laughs> Super weird. Um, but then previous job, like like at Dan's when I was contracting with Dan's company, uh, some people like there wasn't. So Dan's company was small enough that there was like one, a couple meetings where everyone was in the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were a few people who, who like the people like who did the same job I did, who we like specifically set up like video calls. Like <laughs> you, 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 you people should talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some people who like I saw in the meeting with everyone. I never spoke to otherwise given I was only, I only really worked there for like a month or so, but, um, but then this job, uh, well, two, like two of the people, two of the three other people at this company I knew before. And like all of them live like at various points, like up and down, like the street, like really? street over. Oh, yeah. They, like they all live in, in the Boston area. Given that's, it's a very long street over there. But um, That's a lot closer than halfway across the country. So yeah. Yeah. So, so, so we've had two working in real life days so far uh, at just at people's like apartments. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a good option to have. Yeah, no, it's fun. It was like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was fine, but, you know, it it would have been fine otherwise. But I don't know. I don't know what, like, a bigger company. I Like, I wish I knew what, uh, like, Robin did for people who started during the pandemic. Right. I don't know. Because, yeah, I truly have no idea. Yeah, it, it is a it, it is a weird situation. You know, we're at my company. We're, we're sort of testing work from home, um, something we've just never ever done ever as a company. And it's like, okay, you can pick one day a week, and you can work from home that day. Right. And what I realized is, yeah, we did work from home as a, as a whole group during the pandemic. And I realized work from home works well when everybody is home. Doesn't work well when you're one of like two people who are home. Like yeah. when the majority is in the office, that's a lot tougher. Right. That was the, like when, uh, at, at Spotify, I worked in the office, but our, our team of like four people was in a, our organization, our like super team. We were the only ones in Boston and everyone else was in New York. And this was like 40 people who worked in New York. And so like we were left out of literally everything. 
Yeah, it's hard. Uh, yeah, it was it was super weird and like very apparent. Like we were the f- forgotten stepchild of. <laughs> well, and it's hard. I mean, you know, uh, you know, you guys, I'm sure we're up on technology, but. You know, in a company like mine where you're like, no, someone bring your laptop into the meeting and like put me on like a team's put me on speaker so I can, you know, it's like it's not there's no easy way to like, <laughs> like, oh, shit, how do we set this up? Like, how do we how do we actually get Sean in the meeting? So, so uh, this Saturday, Saturday morning at 10 a.m., I had to go to the annual meeting for the Fenway Garden Society. Hey, which was like. Not terrible, but like, you know, it was like a hundred plus people in a Zoom meeting who had to all like vote on stuff in a Zoom thing. It was like total chaos. And like the the poor guy who was doing all the like Zoom admin stuff and like putting up the polls was like visiting family in like rural North Carolina. And so his, his internet just kept dropping out. And like the lady who's the president of the Fenway Garden Society was like, like irritated. <laughs> the, 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 uh, on, on instability in the internet connection. It was total chaos. It was like two hours and 45 minutes. (laughs) Did you run for office? No, thank God. Thank God. It's only once a year. President of the garden society, I think would look nice on that resume. Uh, No, thank you. So what does your, uh, what does your garden plot do in the winter? Uh, I think it just sits there. We we went down there this weekend to take the tool. Like we had some tools and we took them and put them in the storage unit for the winter. Um, but I'm pretty sure someone tried to break the gate down in in the in the past weeks, which is weird. <laughs> like I don't know why they would have chosen to break down our gate, but hopefully they didn't seem to succeed. Though they did fuck up the gate a little bit, which is irritating, but they didn't seem to get in through the gate, anyways. Uh, but I don't know. I have to. I I just I I have to go down there this weekend and like screw things back together. I, I think we got to get you like a five G wireless camera or something you can set up there. I'd be I'd be blown it. away at what you'd find. Oh God, you would see some things like. <laughs> I mean, you find like. In the like aisles of like the garden is like it's like a big grid of gardens and Mm -hmm. there are like paths between them and there are like rows of two gardens on each side and there's a path in between. Um, And like you find like. (laughs) I I mean, you find things like there are like used needles and there are condoms and there's poop in the uh, like all of those things happen on a semi-regular basis. That's <laughs> so like, and that's just when you're done with your garden. What do the rest of the people? <laughs> exactly. The point is, if you put a camera there, like you're going to see some things. And I, like, I don't know if I want, I want to see. I don't know. I'm smelling a viral sensation. <laughs> I'm just tales from the garden. Yeah. So let's get an account going. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe maybe that's the move. Just post it on <laughs> one of our one of one of the neighboring gardens does have a sign that says "Smile, you're on camera," despite the fact that they have there are no cameras. <laughs> like there, it's, it's, there's no electricity. 
I guess I guess the sign would be correct. If, it's a uh, good threat. You got to get like a beware of dog sign for yours. That I think would be very fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Intruders will be bit. Right. Maybe you could wire up like a like a motion detector. Hey. To, uh, to like growling a sound. And then your your voice recorded. Settle down. Settle down. That's enough, Sparky. <laughs> I think they should remake uh, Home Alone in the smart home era. They just made a Home Alone remake this year. I don't know if they do called Home Sweet Home Alone, um, <laughs> which is, I believe, on Disney Plus. I don't know if there is a smart home angle. I did not watch it uh, because oh. I'm a 30 year old man. But uh, <laughs> maybe I'll pop it on after this. And not a child. I, you, I hope there is. I hope there is. <laughs> but again, I also circle back to the because I believe now I got to look it up, but um, I believe the plot is basically it's like a loose sequel, but it's basically a remake in terms of the a boy gets left behind. Um, and. Uh, the kids get left at home again, but I'm like, how did the kids get left at home? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, f- not, I feel like I a know. lot of those. I don't know. Like, I guess you could still forget a kid at home. I think in the 80s you could. But like kids have iPhones now. Well, that's like so. There's so much like. Television and movie drama that is exclusively predicated on the fact that people can't communicate with each other. Right. <laughs> and it's just not a th- this just doesn't doesn't exist anymore. It's been, unless you bend over backwards to like prove that like cell phones aren't going to work or something in this, well, this specific case. But every time someone says that, I think of the the case from a while back where the a guy was lost in the woods and his rescuers kept kept calling his cell phone and he kept sending them to voicemail because it was an unknown number. Um, and he was lost for an extra, this is a true story, was lost for an extra day or something. Like they kept calling him and he just kept, and when he was like, they were like, why didn't you answer? And he goes, well, I didn't know who it was. <laughs> like that really happened. So anytime anyone says like, oh, you can get a hold of anybody at any time. I'm like, but people are stupid. So well, why didn't they like send a text message or something? I, I don't. <laughs> or leave a, leave a voicemail. I don't know. I think, I don't know. I don't know. This was, and this was, I think in England. So God knows whatever right. the situation, but it was just one of those things where. Um, well, next time I get a call from an unknown number, I'm going to pick up and say, like, help, I'm lost in the woods. <laughs> oh, I need uh, you to help me. <laughs> so so now it's not a good time to sell you a car warranty? No, I'm lost. Is that lost. what you're saying? <laughs> Send the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Cell phones. Well, Colby, we have a... You know, it's amazing. We we haven't done like a legit episode in a while. And yet going through weeks of tech news has brought very little. Um, it's just the dead season. All the good stuff's already been announced for Christmas. We're post. Did you buy anything for Black Friday tech related? Or in um, general? I bought some stuff that's going to be my pick. Okay. For the, the week. Then I will not spoil it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I got, like, I did my upgrade phone thing, so I got a phone, but that wasn't really Black Friday related. Um, I really didn't buy anything. All I bought recently are shelves. 
Okay. That's it. Just dead wood. Yeah. Dead. Mm. Dead wood and screws. I do love me some screws. I know. Preaching in the choir. Uh, but there are a few stories in here we can take a look at if any if any one of the four of these, or if you've heard of a story that is not in the rundown, we can certainly talk about that as well. I know you're all excited about the excited about the new season of Fortnite that's coming. Mm, I don't like he's speechless. He's so excited. <laughs> right, I can't even. Can't even. Uh, nope. I don't know what the kids are doing. Also, now that I work from home, I have no contact with people who are doing things that I don't like to do. So, like, I'm only aware of the things that I like to do, which... Oh, no. Oh, no. You're about six steps away from QAnon, buddy. You better be careful. That that self-perpetuating <laughs> loop is dangerous. Well, I, I mean, like, reading conspiracy theories on the internet is not one of the thi- <laughs> one of my hobbies. So, I, but, I think I'm okay for now, but... You know how the algorithm works? You watch a, a video on YouTube for a soup recipe, and then you're like, huh, is the earth right. flat? And then you click on that, and then all <laughs> right. of a sudden, all of a sudden, what do, you, what do you mean a cabal of rich pedophiles, huh? And then, boom, you're lost forever. Yeah, I'll have to be careful. Rain in my YouTube consumption. Uh, Watch out. It'll get you. Uh, I don't know, Sean, which which one of these. Uh, all of these seem like the same level of not interesting. I, uh, yeah, I know. I know. The, uh, the is, secret, any... secret warehouse sounds interesting or. Let's the do Giphy secret warehouse. Sounds interesting. No, let's let's do secret warehouse because it's not necessarily news, but it is an interesting piece of tech information. Uh, this article from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, a few years ago, executives at the Intel Corporation began to realize they had a problem. The company was making dozens of new products each year, from chips to software platforms, but didn't have a formal method for cataloging and storing older technology so engineers could test it for security flaws. Some were so scarce that Intel security researchers resorted to combing the internet for them on eBay. And so uh, what they did was they actually set up a warehouse and laboratory in Costa Rica. Um, starting, It started in mid-2018 and has now been running its stores around 3,000 pieces of hardware and software going back a decade. And they're going to expand it over time to include even more. Uh, Intel engineers can request a specific machine in a configuration of their choice. The way it works is they have technicians standing by 24-7 uh, where the technician will get the retro parts out of the warehouse and assemble them, actually like, solder them together and shove them into a server, creating that ancient piece of technology live. So a remote engineer can work on it. Um, <laughs> it's a high security uh, location. Intel will not say where it is um, and is, is uh, highly secure. Um, and so, uh, yeah, they get about a thousand requests a month to build equipment and 50 new devices come in every single week. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. What do you think the like the like latency is on that? Like when requesting to build a build an an archival server. I mean, again, they have twenty five engineers working at any given moment, twenty four seven. So they must get, you know, the, the turnaround time must not be too bad, and they're expanding it. Right. So <laughs> it's so funny. And, like, it makes sense, right? Like, the point of this, I assume, is to, like, 
like Intel bear some responsibility for the the security of like old Intel crap that ex- that exists in the world and is probably like running air- airlines and banks and stuff like that. Well, and you know, you, you of all people would know this very well. Uh, sometimes it's it's extraordinarily difficult to reproduce a problem in technology. Um, there's a quote in this article. I can make an exact replica of the submitting researcher system. Same CPU, same operating, same microcode, same BIOS, all of which increase the chance of reproducing the issue, which is often the best starting point. Right. Yeah. It's not virtualization. It's actually running on the piece of technology. I mean, it's kind of incredible when you think about it. Right. What is the opposite of virtualization? Like, is there a word for that? A realization? <laughs> Uh, uh, that's a good question that's a good question i don't know (laughs) a realization there we go there's an idea for the worst startup ever colby let's say you want to go play an old computer game from the 90s someone in a remote warehouse in the south america will build you a mid-90s compact persario pc to your specifications to perfectly run your uh 90s computer game and better yet instead of like you remotely controlling the computer like you press buttons right on like on the keyboard and that person like translates them onto the computer so yes they get like they have like a little screen that's showing what keys to press and they press the keys i love it we're, we're not virtualizing it's actually happening right we're realizing it <laughs> <laughs> oh what a terrible idea i love that that's great it's fucked up that's great i'm trying to think if there are any like practical consumer reasons anyone would ever need a service like this (laughs) i guess it would be like if you and it has happened to me before you find like you find a floppy disk in a box somewhere right right um we used it so my grand grandfather used to have well i think it's still there in my grandma's house but he used to have like the the first the first imac like the qb1 with the black and white screen and the floppy disks and like it's when we were kids like in the you know in the early 2000s it still worked so we would play games on it and like you would take like a a big floppy disk and like put it in and it would load up like hangman or like there was a game where the game was there was like a helicopter and there was a person hanging from the bottom of the helicopter and across the bottom of the screen there was a horse pulling a carriage full of hay (laughs) and you would try and drop the 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 goal was to try and drop the person from the helicopter into the safely into the into the hay filled carriage incredible uh, that was cutting edge at the time Right. But but we like to the the cousins like to drop the person and try and hit the horse because it would kill it would kill the horse. So we, everyone called the, the game kill the horse. <laughs> so, not very bright. Right. Good. Good, clean fun uh, with floppy disks. My, uh, my my grandfather had a computer for a very short period of time. Didn't really like it. Um but he, he had a he had a CD-ROM of like board games you could play. So you play like backgammon on the computer. It was very exciting for him. And he called one day and he said, I, I put the disc in the computer and it didn't do anything. Like he knew how to put the disc in the computer and start the game. Because it didn't do anything. And they said, and then he opened up the slot, like the drive, and there was no CD in there. He said, Where'd the CD go? 
I said, what do you mean? Where's he? he said, I put it in. I closed it. The game didn't start when I ejected it. There was no CD in there. I said, that's that's impossible. What he did was, and mind you, he put it in the drive many times, so he knew this. He actually slid the disc in between a very thin gap in the case between the drive and the freight. So he actually had shoved it basically inside of the computer case in between. And he was like waiting for the game to start. Wow. And then he opened up the drive and he's like, huh, it's not in there. I had to open up the whole thing, like shake the disc out. I was like, yeah, I don't I don't think computers are for you, old man. I'm sorry. God bless you. Wow. Crazy. I don't know, but right. Someone at Intel is still reconstructing those computers to test them for security flaws. Yep. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it's kind of impressive. So if anyone knows the location of the secret Costa Rican uh, warehouse, let us know. Don't panic show at gmail.com. I would love to visit. Why do you think it's in Costa Rica? Um, The company already had a research and development lab. There and so the, I guess they just chose it to. Which part of this article goes on to say how difficult it is to find staff in Costa Rica to run it. So I don't. Well, I was gonna say like, it seems so humid there. You wouldn't think like you'd want to keep all your computer stuff, but I, I hadn't even considered that. Like <laughs> very, very specific computer people. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's a good retirement job for people who like were, you know, it's like, hey, you can move to Costa Rica. I mean, I, you know, oh boy, I'm always hesitant to be like that job sounds easy or that job sounds hard because you never really know. But imagine being the guy who at like three in the morning is like hanging out at the Intel warehouse, just waiting. There's like a little 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 fax machine next to you. It spits out the order. All right. We need a Sandy Bridge processor. Running uh, Windows 8.1. Go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, the, the crack squad is on it. The, the alarms, the klaxons are, are going on. The siren lights are going off. Yeah, I <laughs> highly doubt it's that. Uh, it's not MI6. It's Intel. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I would love to visit someday. Good. Put on your bucket list. Um. All right, let's see uh, if there's another one here. You want to talk about Giphy. Let's talk about Giphy. A pretty interesting story here. Um, the, uh, uh, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, has ruled against Meta, the company formerly known as Facebook, <laughs> um, saying that uh, you remember when uh, Meta bought Giphy, the GIFs, and I say GIF, not Jeff, whatever, a GIF sharing service, uh, the CMA has ruled that Meta must sell them 19 months after uh, Meta paid a reported $400 million for it. Never before has a tech giant been ordered to uh, undo such a completed deal. Uh, usually it's paying fines or promise about how they'll use the business. Uh, but this is a pretty big first that after 19 months, they're asking them to sell it. Now, um, since they announced 19 months ago they were doing it, uh, the CMA basically said, don't go about integrating. That's why you've never seen them really heavily integrated into their service, because they basically said, mm. look, we're going to rule on this, and it may be uh, not in your favor. So don't go too far in integrating. And uh, it looks like it's going to follow through. Now, the CMA says um, it's obviously about reduced com competition between social media platforms, but it's also about an impact on a market that doesn't yet exist. And by that, it means... Um, before the merger, Giphy had 
launched uh, advertising services and other things that they might have launched before they were acquired that Facebook is actually stifling by acquiring them and integrating them into their own services. Interesting. See, that makes a lot of sense. I was a little confused. Like I saw this headline at some point and I was a little confused by it. I see. I see the angle. My question is like, why, why does Facebook care if it's the UK, like, like, do they, does this, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I'm trying, like, why does, I mean, I think the UK is great, but like, it's a kind of a small place, right? And they just bailed out of the EU, so, <laughs> which is a, like a much bigger place. So like, why? Like, will Facebook actually sell this company? You know, uh, this gets into an area that I don't know the answer to. The interesting thing is, what happens if Facebook says no? What is the alternative? Does it mean fines against them? Does it mean um, they're banned from operating in the UK exclusively? Does it, I, you know, this doesn't really get into it. Uh, th- this uh, Wired article pretty, if I'm reading it correctly, pretty much says they're going to have to do it. Right. Uh, this this article here says, in the UK, we have an unusual regime that gives CMA quite a broad set of powers to intervene in a lot of transactions. Um, and so it sounds like they're going to have to, and if they choose not to, it's going to have to be a pretty big impact right. potentially a banning of the service or something tbd i suppose like i'm sure well i know it's a thing with a lot of tech companies too that you have uh, it's common to have a lot of stuff in like ireland for tax reasons yep so i guess maybe that's that's part of it too it's like they they, they have author- some authority because you have some stuff there uh weird so weird i the other thing that surprised me about this was like i felt like facebook acquired it, facebook acquired giphy so long ago i had forgotten that it happened yeah i know it's it is weird and by the way a, a pretty small acquisition for them i mean not this isn't like yeah. a game changer by any stretch um right i think this is a bit of a you know, uh, they talk about sports referees doing makeup calls where they'll miss a call. And so later in the game, this is a bit of an Instagram makeup call. Right. Um, where they're like, all right, we let you get away with some pretty big ones, a WhatsApp and some of these other acquisitions. So now we're really going to kick your ass. I, I think I think the problem isn't necessarily that the UK shut down the deal. I think the bigger thing is that it gives things com- uh, countries like the EU and the US leverage to say, well, the UK already said you couldn't do it. Now we're going to say you can't do it. And you're right. While the UK is small, right. the EU is not, and the US is not. So I, I, to be honest with you, I think this may be, if I had to make a prediction, not being involved in any of this or knowing anything, I think it's one of those things where Facebook just says it's not worth the hassle. It's not worth the fight. Right. And they just get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, Yeah. It makes sense. But who knows? So funny. Imagine like you, when you were just talking about (laughs) like a makeup call for Instagram, 
like imagine what the world the internet would look like now if facebook didn't buy instagram if like imagine if instagram was just its own thing you know well i'll say two things and i didn't realize this they have a they talk about in this article here uh when instagram was purchased it was valued at 500 million and had around 30 million users now it has over 1 billion users the question is is that because of facebook in spite of facebook um, Instagram brought in more than $20 billion in advertising revenue last year. So I think my honest answer, if I had to like play like, you know, psychic look into the future, um, I think someone else would have bought Instagram. I really do think we just live in a, in a monopolistic tech environment yeah. where it's very, I think, I think Snapchat, is is a rare example of a company that never got acquired. But I think if TikTok wasn't owned by China, they would have already been bought by now. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. And like, has Snapchat really succeeded? I I don't know. Maybe maybe Instagram would have just fizzled out on their own because I mean, Instagram. Honestly, Instagram probably would have been Snapchat, a service right. that's used, is profitable, uh, but isn't huge or exciting. Right. You know. Right, because they like. I mean, they. I'm. They got, I'm sure they on the ad side of things they got a huge like boost from. You know, <laughs> got bought by Facebook and just used Facebook's ads things, which were at that point already pretty robust. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you know Google buying YouTube. Where it's like YouTube, obviously, a, a, thing, an absolute right? Goliath right now. But when they bought them, yeah, people knew what YouTube was. It was being used. It certainly had no guarantee of massive success. Again, what would it have done if Google hadn't bought them? I don't... You know, WhatsApp, to me, is a weirder one. Because WhatsApp was giant when Facebook bought them. Like, globally, they were the thing. Right. Instagram was popular, but it wasn't in the same league. Right. I guess the, the reason we were talking about Instagram at the time was that they bought them for more than they were valued than it than the like way more than they were valued at, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it brought in twenty billion dollars in revenue in a year, bought for a billion, you know? YouTube bought for a billion. I can't even imagine what right. they bring in. It's it's <laughs> yeah. Right. It's crazy to think how shocked we were at the time. But then again, you also remember that what did uh Facebook bought was it draw something for $200 million or something? You know, like the, the <laughs> yeah. string of really dumb acquisitions they Farmville. Made to, yeah. I mean, all those, um, all those weird little pickups that were flashy at the time and right. Never went anywhere. Yeah. I guess you can't win them all. Nope. But nope. But they did win the big ones and they're wildly successful and can crush us. Right. Uh, as they please. Uh, all right, Colby, uh, unless you have anything else in tech to talk about, we can move on to picks. Let's do it. And you've got a great tech pick for us. Very practical. What are we looking at? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to lay out a real life situation for you. Bring I own down. a couch. What? It's true. I often sit on it and watch TV for hours on end. That's uh, that's weird. <laughs> is it though? Um, and so my couch, like most couches, is 
or like i don't know i shouldn't generalize about couches but like i assume many couches my couch is pressed against the wall and on the wall my couch is pressed against there are outlets Mm -hmm. and those outlets are effectively useless because my (laughs) my couch is pressed against them so my pick is this anchor charger thingy which is it's just an anchor charger but it's it's a very slim profile. So instead of being like boxy, like cubular, right? This, this anchor charger is quite flat and rectangular. And so it can plug in and it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, not even maybe like a little more than half an inch. Think I I should look. Well, they have a picture of it next to an Oreo. It's the width of an Oreo. It's one Oreo wide. Right some you know some millimeters or something 0.79 inches under an inch right less than an inch so you know it plugs in it can plug in up or down or you know whatever orientation it doesn't have the like you know the plug shapes where like one side's bigger than the other so you can only plug in in a certain way uh and it like sits flush against the wall and then on like the bottom side you can plug in a USB-C thing to it. So it fits perfectly behind my couch without like getting like mashed against the back of the couch. So I I bought several of these. Well actually there's one there's one there's also a plug behind the bed that you can see behind me. The bed. Um so there's one there but now there's two behind the couches that make the uh couch outlets slightly less useless so this is my pick also it's like a 45 watt charger so it's not like could charge a small computer i think if you really uh really wanted to oh yeah it lists macbook on on the uh yeah 45 watt output right definitely ipads crushing it yeah, this is, I will say, especially the, um, and they have a little, like, diagram on the page where you can see it in a backpack next to um, the st- what they call a standard USB-C laptop charger, a.k.a. the the world's largest Apple giant white <laughs> brick thing, which, God bless Apple, I, there's no excuse for that. It's just horrific. Um, the way yeah. it sticks out of the wall, you know, eight feet. Ugh. Um, no, this is, what? I'm going to buy a million of these. Now that I'm thinking about it, why isn't the like extend a plug for that laptop, like the flat, the flat, like a flat plug? Like, why is it like, yeah, no, they have a, like a gazillion engineers and a gazillion dollars and it's still the dumbest design on the planet. Remember when the, the chargers used to have the thing to wrap the cord around? At least that was nice. Yep. Nope. It's just like. That's a pretty laptop. Don't worry about the accessories. <laughs> right. I don't care don't about look. that. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, that's not great, but this is a definite improvement. And my lap, uh, my backpack would be greatly reduced by. Uh, so I'm definitely getting at least one, if not more of these. My trick is, is I just don't. I'm I'm in the middle of converting everything to USB-C and I got to get some USB-C to USB-C cables because I have a lot of like USB-C to USB or U- USB-C to lightning, or I've got like a lot of, I got to really up my cable game. Right. I think I have, 
I definitely have USB-C to Lightning, and I have USB-C to USB-C. A thing I definitely don't have is USB-C to mini USB, yeah. which I, I, <laughs> I only need for my Kindle. And I'm thinking about this because last night I had one USB-C, like, or no, I had one, like, mini USB, like, cable that's plugged into a charger under this 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 here desk but like i moved it the other day for a reason that i can't remember like i used it for something else but i didn't put it back and so last night i was going to bed and i turned on my kindle and i just it i didn't turn it on it just had the like battery exclamation point screen and i was like oh crap and so i went to plug it (laughs) into the place i always plug it in and there was no cable there um and I was pretty mad. I had to like dig through a box in my closet at eleven thirty at night to find a to find the appropriate cable. But I gotta get one of those. I don't even know if they make those. It seems like so disparate, like the <laughs> like USB C to mini USB. Uh, I I have so many cables. I've got to do an inventory. I've got. I, I swear to God, I still have the the six. Was it the sixteen pin? Uh, like iPod cables. I think I stole some of those. My my cable collection is awful. So um, maybe I'll do an inventory one of these days. Yeah. Overdue. Um, all right. Excellent pick. Uh, we'll obviously have the link to that on the website. Uh, my pick is a game for your cellular telephone. Uh, it's called Retro Bowl. Obviously, we're in the middle of football season. I've tried Madden for iPhone before. It's a little complicated, and frankly, they nickel and dime you to death, and they try to get a million bucks out of you um, in in-app purchases. Uh, but this was uh, the game of the day from uh, Apple a while back. It's one of their more... It's number two in sports. It's a pretty popular game. And basically, it's a retro kind of 8-bit football game. But what's nice about it is you actually play the GM of the team as well, where you pick the coaches, you can like sign players or draft players, and you kind of build the team. The mechanics are dead simple. It's not overproduced. So you can do it pretty easily. And then you actually play the games. You don't play the defense. They simulate the defense, but you play the offense. And so you can throw the ball. You can run the ball. But it's all dumbed down where you don't have to go through like a million plays. It automatically chooses plays for you. It's really simple. And you play a full season and then you get to the playoffs. And then the whole point of the game is not to win the championship. Because once you win the championship, then they give you an opportunity to switch teams. And you have to build up a new team that sucks. And so the point isn't just winning the games. It's actually building up championship teams. Um, I've been enjoying it. It's a great time passer uh, because it is simple to play, but you can get pretty invested and you can pick it up quick. So if you're looking for something different to play, uh, Retro Bowl on iOS and Android. That does sound kind of And apparently on the Mac App Store as well. (laughs) Yeah, I was just looking at that. I always like the part of like the Madden games where like it showed you like the diagrams of the play. I never really owned one to like get that into it, but, Mm -hmm. but I just like, I remember playing with other people and I always really enjoyed that part. And I like that the first screenshot here is that. (laughs) No, it's nice. And you can stare at it for as long as you want. And then like, I find that I've, I haven't played a ton of Madden. I've played a little bit of it, but it's like, it's so complex like there's too much AI and intelligence <laughs> where like it's too um, like these guys, they run the route like it shows where the arrows go. They go there like right. it's, it's in Madden. It's like, oh, it's too so real. Sometimes they switch it up and sometimes you're like, no, 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 no. 
you said you were going to run the route. You run the route. You know, I told you to do this. Honestly, it's like, I don't want to be that real. Um, I want to control the players. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's a football for, for dummies. Um, Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Well, Colby, anything else you'd like to, uh, to say this evening? No, that's all I got. Happy Thanksgiving belated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes happy late thanksgiving and happy pre-christmas um we'll, we'll we'll get it somewhere in between uh i will say that um over and up for debate we just published the last episode of sean vember it was technically in sean sember but okay um where we did the all audio pop culture trivia quiz challenge uh it was a, a real blast i recommend people check that out over at up for debate and then upcoming this next week we're doing a year in review episode so uh, you're definitely going to join us for that. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened in 2021. Spoiler, I don't remember. So we're going to have to quickly... I uh, Trust me, because you know Matt and I are the guys to talk about the biggest movies, music, and television of the year. We're into the popular stuff, whatever the kids are doing. It's going to go great. So check that out over there. Cool. Um, the expectation is Dan will be back with us next week. He was on the West Coast tonight, so he could not join us. Um, but he will return. But until then, you can go to don'tpanic.io. It's our website. It's got all the, the links and the video. and the, 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 the It's got all kinds of stuff going on over there. It's a pretty great website. You should check it out. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. You just search Don't Panic. We will be there. And of course, you can follow us on Don't Panic Show on Twitter. Email stopanicshow at gmail.com. Uh, but we got to wrap it up here because it's our bedtime. So thanks for joining us. On behalf of Colby, I'm Sean. We appreciate you being here. And we'll see you next time for another great edition of Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.